Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am pre-recording this episode by a couple of weeks. I'm trying to batch record things so I can take a little break when the baby comes. But this episode is going live when I'll be 33 weeks pregnant. Now, what's kind of interesting to me is there's this big thing going on in the background throughout every episode I've put out in the last nine-ish months, which really has been such a transformational experience. And I haven't talked about it a ton, but it is beginning to dawn on me that my life and really my whole identity is about to change in a pretty big way. And before we get into this episode, I just want to say that this isn't just for you if you're pregnant or also approaching childbirth or even considering that in the future. You know, this is something that is going on around us always, whether that's loved ones or just generally people in our community going through this journey. And I think it's actually important to understand how we can support each other and even help limit all of the potential anxieties that people feel going into childbirth and maybe even being able to shift attitudes around pregnancy and childbirth. We'll get into this a little bit more, but in the kind of final stages of this process, what that's actually looked like is a lot of unlearning, specifically unlearning previous beliefs about childbirth. And in doing so, recognizing just how much fear I have around what is actually a very normal, natural process my body is about to go through, so many bodies have gone through in the past, and really is just going on all the time. And also recognizing the extent to which that fear is reinforced in media I've consumed over the years. So, you know, movies and shows, and also just from my perspective in commonly held narratives and attitudes surrounding childbirth. It really does feel like for me personally, I have to put a lot of conscious effort into deconstructing that fear and also in reestablishing a relationship of trust with my body. And I kind of feel like our bodies are already going through all of this hard work to grow and then birth the baby. And I'm curious how much more peaceful those going through the experience would feel if there were a more gentle or even neutral kind of commonly held narrative or attitude 
surrounding birth. And if it didn't feel like such an effort to unlearn all of the scary, traumatic beliefs about birth, again, on top of everything that your mind and body is already going through. And I feel like I can already hear some of the pushback on some of what I'm going to share. So I want to preemptively provide this disclaimer. Of course, I'm not denying in any way that just like any other life experience, scary and traumatic things can happen. But I guess my attitude has gotten to a point where I feel, you know, what value does it add to go into it with that expectation or like predominantly have an expectation that it's going to be scary when there are so many other possible outcomes and different ways it could go. You know, just over the course of my pregnancy, I have been told and consumed such a diversity of childbirth stories. And that's been really eye-opening and actually very helpful. So some personal examples A friend of mine gave birth three months ago. She went into the hospital fully dilated and pushed for five minutes before her son was born. I have friends who got an epidural and loved it, others who delivered unmedicated, some at home, some at the hospital. My cousin recently birthed her 11-pound baby at home. I've consumed and watched birth stories from people who actually enjoyed labor and found it to be really empowering. And people who established a deeper connection with their bodies or became more confident in themselves and were amazed at their resilience through the experience of childbirth. And of course, within that, there are stories where things took a turn in an unexpected or even scary direction. I'm not denying that. I'm not ignoring the fact that those stories are out there and I know people in my immediate circle who have experienced scary things in birth. But I think a lot of pregnant people speak to the fact that, interestingly enough, people really want to remind you of that when you're pregnant. And I sort of feel or have felt at times as though it's naive or even irresponsible to have just a more neutral or even calm attitude going into childbirth. And, you know, I mentioned this before, and maybe this will change as I get closer, but so far, neutrality surrounding childbirth has just felt natural to me since becoming pregnant. My attitude and my plan for childbirth has definitely changed a lot, but I feel like throughout, I've understood on some level that it's a completely normal experience that my body is equipped and prepared and perfectly designed for and it's generally more outside influence that has made me slip into that anxious thinking from time to time and I think the reason I feel passionate or I'm interested in discussing this is because I know how big of an impact fear and anxiety can have on your whole life experience in general not just on your mind, but also on your physical body, both of which we need on our side to go through labor. And I have a lot of the positive stories that I've consumed to thank for being able to establish a more open-minded, gentle attitude towards birth. So 
If I can, I'd like to share some of the resources and messaging and things that have helped me so far and some of the things I'm thinking about to prepare for this experience. This should go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. By no means is anything I'm sharing here medical advice, nor do you have to approach things in the same way I am or that I plan to. Personally, anything that I've consumed about childbirth especially as it relates to putting things in my body I've discussed with my midwife first because there is a lot of information out there and I like to be able to filter that through the professional that I'm working with throughout this experience and one more little fun detail is that I do intend to share with you how everything goes after the fact so you'll kind of get that full circle experience So one thing that's been really interesting to me is how my attitude towards childbirth has shifted over the course of my pregnancy. So I would say that's thanks to a number of things, all of which we'll get into a little further throughout the episode. But number one, being more intentional about establishing my own relationship and mindset towards labor versus relying on inherited fear-based narratives and beliefs that I had up until this point. Like I mentioned, consuming a diversity of childbirth stories. So I've been watching videos, I've been reading, there's also some podcasts that I'll share. And beyond that, consuming other materials that are designed to help establish a positive mindset surrounding childbirth. And another thing that's been super helpful is my relationship with my midwife, who has just been a really great source of information and guidance, but generally has just helped me to feel very calm and she's been very reassuring. These are all things that I wasn't really doing much of before being pregnant. So beforehand, I'd say that my attitude was pretty fearful and I just generally dreaded childbirth as a whole. It's funny because I can even remember being a kid and just being terrified of childbirth. And I thought, you know, by the time I was an adult and ready to give birth, there would be some sort of technology that would exist to make the whole experience completely pain-free and easy and seamless. And so it's something that goes pretty deep and as far back as I could remember. And When I first got pregnant, my attitude was that I'd be 100% giving birth in a hospital. I'd get the epidural as soon as I could, no questions asked. Which, by the way, there is absolutely nothing wrong with if that's the decision that I end up making when the time comes. But the biggest way my attitude has shifted in the past eight-ish months is that I've become more open to different options and even discussing different options which I really wasn't at the beginning. I remember my mom and I would discuss her experiences and whenever she'd say that the one labor she did without the epidural or without being induced was the best, I'd shut down and not really want to discuss that option because well why would I want to know if that's not what I was going to do. And To be honest, the other kind of piece of it is I couldn't really think or talk about childbirth in my first trimester or early second trimester because it just felt so far away and I just couldn't really wrap my head around it. So 
I wasn't really interested at that time in talking about it and I was pretty set in what I thought I would want to do. I generally just found it easier to stick to the idea I had in my mind of how it was going to go rather than discuss any alternative options. And it was about halfway through my second trimester when I became a little bit more open-minded and I started to open myself up to learning a little bit more about childbirth and consuming a little bit more about it because it just started to feel closer and I was curious. And so it was kind of unintentional that through learning about childbirth, through taking in different stories, which again, I wasn't doing really much of prior, my mind started to open up, which is very interesting. I wasn't looking for my mind to be changed, but it was just through reading different stories, ones that were not traumatic, you know, just normal, natural, sometimes even positive experiences that people had that sort of slowly started to just open the door a little bit. So my midwife recommended a few resources to start with. And one of the books she recommended, the first section of the book is just a bunch of people telling their birth stories. And literally just reading those, I guess, felt like I said, so in contrast to everything I thought I knew about childbirth, everything I had learned about childbirth, that it just started to change my mind a little bit, or I guess just open my mind. And then I started getting really curious about different alternatives to the image I had in my mind of how it would go. And my whole mindset started to kind of shift away from that fearful, anxious orientation and go back to that sort of neutral place that actually felt a lot more natural for me. So to get a little bit more specific about how my attitude has changed and sort of the loose plan for my delivery has changed over the course of my pregnancy, and yes, I know this could change before or even during the labor, but obviously the first thing I said was, no questions asked, I'm getting the epidural. Now, I am still open to that, but I'm also open to seeing how I feel at the time and don't have such an attachment to getting it. You know, something I wasn't even aware of is that you could have a delivery that's so fast that they don't even have time for the epidural. And that's happened to a few of my friends recently, which of course means it was really intense, but obviously that's a really great outcome to have it all happen pretty quickly and safely, obviously. The other thing I mentioned was I wanted to definitely be in the hospital and I probably didn't mention that, but I wanted to be there from beginning to end. That I've shifted to actually wanting to labor as much as I can at home, especially since being open to the idea of trying unmedicated. And the question that follows is, would I do the whole thing at home? And honestly, I'm open to that too. A couple of options that my midwife presented me with are having a plan for them to come check me at home and then transfer to the hospital around, I believe she said six to seven centimeters, depending on how things are going. 
Another option for me is that around 36 weeks, my midwives can come set up things in our home. In the event that I do feel comfortable there and I just want to stay put, they'll have all of the equipment and basically everything they need for the delivery. So we'll see what happens there, but I do have a hospital appointment booked, which I had to do at around 32 weeks. And I will also say that we live really close to the hospital, like we're talking a two-minute drive. So that kind of puts my mind at ease. And then the other factor to mention is that I do have a low-risk pregnancy. So that also contributes to my willingness to explore other options. I also thought I'd share some of the things that I'm doing to prepare my mind and body for labor. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And again, these are from a combination of resources that I'll share at the end and also things that I've cleared with my midwife to make sure that they're appropriate for my specific situation. And I really recommend going through that filtration process. I found it to really put my mind at ease and help me to discern all of the information that is out there about, you know, pregnancy and childbirth. Okay, so starting with walking. Unsurprisingly, you know, staying active has come up in pretty much all of the recommendations and specifically walking is one of the top forms of exercise that I've seen over and over again. And luckily, that was already part of my routine and I love walking, so that's been an easy one for me. I don't really put pressure on myself just because some days are completely different energy-wise than others. 
in terms of how many steps to aim for, but I try to do six to 10,000 steps per day if possible. And I'll do that outside or on the treadmill. And it's interesting because when I was in England visiting Jamie's family in November, for the first few days, I was really jet lagged and the weather wasn't so great. And so I wasn't walking as much and I could really feel it. And I started to get a lot more achy and generally uncomfortable, especially at night. So I've been really motivated to keep up that routine since that time. Another thing that I've been absolutely loving is sitting on an exercise ball. Now, I've started to find sitting in general to be kind of uncomfortable. And also, I'm wanting to work on hip and pelvis opening and... It just felt so good to even just sit on an exercise ball, but also doing some stretches and hip circles and pelvic tilts. Now, I don't have a specific routine or regime. I have no idea how to pronounce that word, I just realized. But I just go with what feels good, and I usually do it anytime Jamie and I are watching TV, or even if I'm at my desk, I'll swap out my chair for the exercise ball and I've been loving that. One thing that's been recommended to me to help prevent tearing is perennial massage. And there are a lot of videos on how to do this online. And I've been doing it whenever I can remember, but I'll probably try to do it more regularly, come closer to my delivery. And then something that came up a lot in my readings were different things that can be consumed sort of in the weeks leading up to labor, like you may have seen dates, for instance. I saw that all over TikTok, actually. And I'm not really going to get into this category myself here, but there's a podcast called Evidence-Based Birth that talks about some of the research around some of the most popular, you know, recommendations on what to consume leading up to labor and their efficacy. So I'll leave a link for that podcast in the show notes because I think that is actually really, really helpful. Now, more on the emotional, mental side of the spectrum, quite a few people recommended I look into hypnobirthing when I first got pregnant. And, you know, I'm sure there are quite a few resources online for this. To be honest, I just went with one of the first ones I came across because it looked good and I resonated with the messaging, but I've been enjoying it so far. It's just an online course and there are kind of a bunch of video modules that they walk you through and that's from a company called The Positive Birth Company. So that's been another great resource for reprogramming my beliefs surrounding birth and learning some techniques and strategies for mind-body relaxation. More generally, like I've mentioned throughout, consuming a diversity of birth stories. And that includes positive or even neutral birth stories. Basically, anything to remind myself that there is a whole spectrum of experiences that exist, not just the scary and traumatic ones we're so used to seeing. So I really enjoy birth videos and there are a ton on YouTube Also, quite a few Instagram accounts that post videos, and then also reading stories. So there are a bunch in the book that my midwife recommended. One of you on Instagram recommended a resource called 
an anthology of Canadian birth stories. I believe that's a book. And then if you like podcasts, one I really have enjoyed that has a lot of birth stories in it. Well, that's what the whole podcast is. It's called The Birth Hour. And that has just tons and tons of different stories. And you can look at your specific scenario. So they have really good titles for the episode. So it will say, you know, second time delivery, VBAC, or C-section or whatever it may be. And that is a really good one that I've been loving as well. One more thing that I've been doing is to just generally focus on regulating my nervous system. So meditating a bit more, listening to calming music and something that really soothes me. I listen to it almost every night before bed is ASMR. And I'm not a huge affirmations person, but if that's your thing, there's a ton out there that are specific to childbirth. Next, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things I'm thinking about for the actual labor itself. As I said, my goal has shifted from initially it just being pain elimination or avoidance to now being more about pain management. So some of the things I've been interested in learning are, you know, learning about different birth positions besides laying down in the bed, which again, if I don't end up opting for the epidural, I'll have more mobility hopefully so thinking about more upright positions and incorporating movement to allow gravity to take effect too. I've also rented what's called a TENS machine for labor which I'll leave a link for the evidence-based birth episode on TENS which will explain it better than I can and I've heard that some doulas or midwives actually have ones that you can use. So if you are working with a doula or a midwife, you might be able to ask them. Mine didn't, so I just googled rent a TENS machine and was able to find one available nearby. I'm also open to and curious to try water immersion if I feel called to. I know some people have told me that they weren't interested when the time came. It just didn't feel like something they wanted to do. But luckily, we have a big tub at home, so that option exists at home. And then the delivery rooms at our hospital also have birth tubs. It's also been really nice to have conversations with Jamie about how he's going to participate and advocate for and support me throughout. He's been learning himself independently about that too. So I asked what he's been consuming and he told me he's reading a book called The Birth Partner, which I believe was recommended by our midwife. And then there's also a podcast called The Birth Partner. The last thing is that he has been watching some of the modules of the hypnobirthing course because some of them specifically apply to birth partners or are helpful for birth partners to watch. So I've been sharing those with him. And I kind of mentioned this already, but I'll say it again. Of course, despite everything that I'm doing to prepare and all the things I'm thinking about and learning, I am aware of the fact that things can go in a completely different direction that I had hoped or planned for. And it's interesting because some people say there's no point in preparing because of this fact, but I feel quite differently about that. The things that I'm doing to prepare and that I've shared feel like, well, what I naturally want to do. And 
they just overall make me feel good mind and body and that's important regardless of how the birth goes it's not all about the direction or outcome that labor takes it's also for me the entire experience I have leading up to it and I've been thinking about it a little bit actually you wouldn't say that to someone about to run a marathon for example you wouldn't say I don't know why you're preparing it could go in a completely opposite direction than you expect I think whatever level of prep feels good to the individual who is about to have that experience is what's right for them. And I do understand there's a lot of information to take in. I've had to condense that down and limit it so that I don't become overwhelmed. And for some people that may look like very little prep because again, your body knows what to do. And I wonder like maybe in the future, if we live in a way that instills confidence and at the very least, trust in people's natural ability to give birth, all this unlearning and maybe the prep won't be necessary. But for me, it's been really helpful. My mind has opened a lot and I feel a lot more confident and empowered having this information and knowing these things and feeling good in my mind and body. So I'm happy to share anything that may help you or someone you know on that journey as well. Now, I've already mentioned some of the names of the resources that I've been enjoying, but just to recap, for podcasts, I really like the Evidence-Based Birth Podcast, which I mentioned covers research evidence on popular pregnancy and childbirth topics. And then the other one was The Birth Hour, which is childbirth stories. For books, the book that my midwife recommended to me that I've mentioned a couple of times is called In a Maze Guide to Childbirth. Now, one little tiny asterisk on this one is I do find, and I may be wrong in saying this, but I do find that although overall it's been very positive and helpful as a resource, Sometimes it feels like it kind of demonizes hospital birth and the medical system as a whole, which I don't love. But that aside, I have found that to be helpful and informative. And then the one that I mentioned for Jamie is called The Birth Partner. And then the last resource was that online hypnobirthing program. And that one is called The Positive Birth Company. But again, there are probably so many different ones you can find online for this. Okay, I did ask on Instagram for any insight or advice or tips from people who have gone through childbirth or who are in that field, so I'll read out a couple of those. This person said, go with the flow. If you want drugs, take them. Gas and air is a godsend. I had the epidural with my firstborn and not with my second. I needed it with my first but coped fine with my second. They were so different but both were a really good experience. Oh, and buy the spray spritz for bits for after. It might be a UK thing but you can probably find it online. It's amazing and helps massively if you have stitches. Interestingly, when I was in the UK, I was looking up like postpartum like products and stuff like that things to buy for postpartum and that one came highly highly recommended on basically every site I don't know if that's something that I can get in Canada but I'm sure there's something similar and 
probably elsewhere in the world. Quite a few submissions actually suggesting a birth doula and some people said a postpartum doula. I guess those are two separate things. Someone else said having a birthing playlist that was hours long, having battery-powered candles, and then ultimately deciding on an epidural made my delivery very calm and fun. My midwife always commented on how calm and nice the room was whenever she came to check on me. Advocate for yourself and your peace. That last one is really important and a good reminder for me. I feel like, especially in a hospital setting, I'm very self-conscious about the idea of advocating for myself and like making the environment work for me, I feel like I would just cower and not want to ruffle anyone's tail feathers. But I've heard this from quite a few people is that bringing in things into that environment that can be calming and relaxing is really helpful. So I do think that that's something that I would like to do if I do go that route, especially with lighting, because I feel like bright lights for me are just the worst thing ever especially like fluorescent lighting so I would love to have a way of dimming that down and having some softer twinkly lights or battery powered candles as well and then I'll read one more of the submissions this person said I am a labor and delivery nurse and my last patient came in for her birth and under four hours she was already at 10 centimeters and then pushed about four to six times and the baby was out no tear at all there are definitely some super positive birth stories I think that's really nice to hear especially from someone who is a labor, labor, excuse me, and delivery nurse. Sounds actually very similar to my friend who had that sort of same experience of things progressing very fast and pushing for like five minutes. So it's really nice to hear that those experiences exist too. So... That brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you to everyone who wrote in and shared either a positive birth story or a tip or a resource that really helped me to create this episode and I'm sure it will be helpful for people to hear. So yeah, with that said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little bit different from what we normally discuss, but this is a huge part of my life right now and I feel excited about this next chapter and as I said, my mindset has shifted a lot on the whole topic of childbirth and I just wanted to be able to share some of that in the event that, again, you're about to go through that, you know someone who's about to go through that or you're supporting someone who's about to go through it. So here's to that. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.